Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 177, and today we are going to be talking about online classes or in-person classes and which are right for you. Uh, And this could be a language class, but this could be other classes as well. I think this applies to all sorts of different types of uh, learning. So we'll be talking about some of the pros and cons of online classes, um, our experience with them, and uh, if they might be right for you. So stay tuned if you're curious. Maybe you want to take your own foreign language class and you're thinking about taking an online class. Or maybe you decided, I want to learn something new this year. Um, so I'm going to approach it via an online class or maybe go in person somewhere. Um, and you're not quite sure what you should do. So tune in, uh, kick back, relax. And, uh, I'm here with my amazing co-host, my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. It's good to see you, Chad. Good to see you friends. Uh, yes, I'm seeing Chad remotely. No, he does not like me. But you guys can like me. All you have to do is spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Uh, You can give us five-star reviews, of course, on iTunes and Stitcher. I love nothing more than to see the growth in our our listenership. And I want to see those uh, five-star reviews, too. Speaking of growth in our listenership, shout out to Peru. Shout out to India. Shout out to nice. Myanmar. Sweet. Shout out to Kazakhstan. Nice. Shout out to uh, South Africa. Shout out to Romania. It's just to name a few, by the way. That's Very not including nice. our day ones like Russia. Vajalsta. But um, obviously the U.S. People, people. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just love to see it. I love to see the involvement, you know, and I, oh, I love to great. see the involvement on social media, too. You know. It's funny. It almost seems like it's harder to get Chad involved than it is to get you guys involved. <laughs> I, Chad, am I, I, and for the listeners too, I guess they don't know this. I am on an endless journey of getting Chad involved in this podcast. If Chad doesn't want to do anything, you bet your ass he won't do it. And um, we've learned that involves podcasting. We'll see if the. Uh, if the uh, travel tips comes back, I'm excited to see. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I can't get Chad. So I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'll do the podcasting stuff. Chad's the ideas. He comes up with great ideas. He shows up every time we're ready to record. There's no problem with that. So I thought, you know what? He's the ideas guy. Let's get him involved. Let's get some idea flowing. So I thought, Uh-oh. what can we do now that oh, Chad no. is back oh, geez. in what Michigan? What do you have in mind, Jared? Traveling's oh, kind of tough. Chad wants to go to Nashville, but uh, who knows? We'll see if that happens. Chad, we found out, doesn't know how to ride a bicycle. Doesn't know how to find a bicycle bigger than a BMX bicycle. He has friends all around him, but none of them have bicycles. Maybe I want so to I pop thought, some right. lilies on my BMX bike, Jared. Physical activity is too much for Chad, too. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, Chad likes to read. I do like and to I read. Thought, there are I like the idea of reading. I never really do it. I read a lot of articles, but I'm not good at sitting down and reading books. I have the attention span of a goldfish. So I thought maybe I can get Chad to read a book. You don't have to buy the book. You check your mailbox. The book arrives in paperback or on your on your uh, Kindle if you prefer that way. I'll be your book sugar daddy. But can I? interest you in reading some books you don't even have to choose the books i have a i have a personally curated 
really? book list for you. Well, I have two books okay. more that I I haven't. I have two books on the top of my head more okay. that I want to add to the list. I'm that fascinated. I think will be interesting for you, but then okay. more importantly, interesting fodder for us. Okay, what what, um, what do you have in mind? Uh, so I thought we could start with something fun and popular. Eat, pray, love. I've never read I would that love before. For you to, of course you haven't. Why would you read that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I thought I was just thinking about, like I was thinking about uh, a different Why did book, that actually. come to your mind out of all the books you can think of, Eat, Pray, Love? That did not come one. to my mind first. I was thinking okay. about a book called Vagabonding by a uh, guy named Rolf Potts. And like I've heard already. him. He's a traveler and he's a writer and I've heard him on other podcasts and I've heard of that book and it's kind of been, it just came to my head the other day, but I've never read it and it's never really crossed my mind to read it. But I think it's a very interesting, but I love the guy. I love listening to him on the podcast. I've heard him. Okay. And so I, I'm interested in that book. It's about travel and like freeing oh, cool. yourself essentially. Okay. Uh, and then I thought, what's a, what are sort of other travel related stories? And I thought Eat, Pray, Love just came to my head because it's, mm. it's very popular in uh well was a couple years ago with the julia roberts movie so i thought maybe i can get chad to read a book you don't whatever way you like to read your books the most whether it be paper book or um on your e-forms don't mm -hmm. worry about it daddy's got you they'll show up really okay on your doorstep or on your device mm -hmm. uh because i know i know how hard it is to get you to do anything so i <laughs> <laughs> honestly you know what <laughs> I'll get it delivered to my house and I'll drive it to your house because if it gets delivered to your doorstep, who knows what will happen to it. It might stay there for the next six months. You're like, oh, that's where they deliver stuff. Interesting. <laughs> Thankfully, I've got the delivery system down, Pat Jarrett. I've had a okay. few things shipped to me from Amazon already since I've wow. been home. Okay. Some okay. guitar stuff. Have you started surprise, playing surprise. guitar? So can I get you to uh, read books? Can I get you to do... Can I... Can we, Heck yeah! Do, and then every you now and be again, my book sugar daddy. I'm down for that 100. <laughs> percent Yeah. Every now and again, say maybe I, you know, you're a pretty good reader. I don't know, once a month, once every two months, nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll talk about that 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 book. I tell you what, Jared, since you are giving me so much shit easy, about Chad. not doing easy, anything, easy. I know where you're going with this. I tell, I tell you easy. what. <laughs> tell you what. You you get me a paperback cover of whatever book you want. I will okay. take a selfie with that book and post it on our Instagram. Oh wow, wow! Big <laughs> that's actually big not commitment right here, Jared. Big big commitment. Chad will post a picture on Instagram. Everyone, not only will he read a book, he'll post a picture on Instagram. This is the kind of stuff I love. That's you know, it sounds like I'm making things, fun of you right now, but two this is so things. exciting. This is so exciting. I'm proud of you, and I'm excited for to see where this goes. Um. Yeah, these are. I, I've always wanted to read Vagabonding. So I vote. Yeah, I, I vote for Vagabond. We can start with that. E. Pray Love just came to my head because now, uh, it's popular. I have a better idea. What if we both read the book? You say you don't like reading. What if you gave it a try? It's so funny, Chad. I, I feel like you have no idea what I do outside of this podcast. Not only do I have a full-time job, but I also edit <laughs> have a two podcasts a week. Wait, no, true. Yeah. Live with someone else. Yep. Do all the behind the scenes that, not just edit the pod, all the behind the scenes to get it uploaded. Make sure we have a nice little picture on our YouTube thumbnail. Make mm -hmm. sure our WordPress looks nice every time a new one comes out. You do great uh, work, by the way. Great, great work. <laughs> now I got to read a book, too? <laughs> 
All right, fine. <laughs> I, honestly, I'll read the book and I'll give you the, the spark notes. How about that? The cliff notes. Okay, I'll, I'll get the book for myself. I just, there's no way I can guarantee that I'll be able to read that book. Um, well, that's not, that's not true. You know what? I'll read the, I'll read the book. I'll read the I book. mean, five, ten minutes before. No, 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 no. Five, ten minutes I just before heard bed myself. every night. I just heard myself talk right there, and it just gave me a flashback to every time I asked for every for anything, and you being like, "I don't know how to do that. That's not possible. I can't do that. And I don't want to. I, I cannot. I'm trying to work that out of you right now, and I can't revert to that exact same thing." Are you turning right into here. me, Jared? So, is that, exactly. Is that what's so happening? here's the deal. <laughs> We're going to be recording two episodes. Uh, you, you love this. I do. We're going to be recording. Two episodes together, probably this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Amazon Prime. I can guarantee these books will get to my house before uh, we see each other. So mm-hmm. I'll bring you your book in person. Ooh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I am excited. Very nice. And I would like... Well, also the thing was, I also kind of wanted to give us like a sort of a deadline. So we're not sure. reading it. Like, So we need to... I'd say... I can read a book in a month. I can give me a month. Oh yeah, I think a month's definitely doable. For yeah, sure. Yeah, for you. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited. Um, I, I I used to read like crazy back in college, senior year specifically. I would always be reading something, and I would just blast through books. That's when I read Where the Red Fern Grows. By the way, that's a very sad book if you didn't know. Um. But um, I'm glad I'm 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 happy to get back into it. So I'm I'm excited for this too. And I like to be challenged too. You know, if I'm going to throw out challenges, I have to be willing to take them too. That people is what is called growth. True, very true. And Jared, would you like to? Uh, mm-hmm. I the last thing I'll say is that I think if you just allocate a few minutes before bed every night, one if it's a good book, yeah. you're probably going to be reading longer than that time anyway. So you'll read more pages. That's true. Uh, even, and even if you're not super into the book, if you discipline yourself to stick to a certain time period at night, um, eventually you'll read the book because that's what I did in high school and I read quite a few books I was not a fan of. Yeah. And to be fair, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. So I, I, um, I do have time to cut like that I can cut out. It's just time that I maybe don't want to cut out. Sure. And then also... To be fair, the more episodes we do in person, maybe this will also convince you to do episodes in person. The more we do in person, the those take no time to edit. So um, gives me, and the more we do like this, mm-hmm. take way more time to edit. So um, the more we do in person, also now that you're home, and I, I um, once again, I would never ask you to come here. The more, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, but um, I'll obviously come to you. And the more that happens, it'll be easier to read this book. I'm looking forward to this, and I can do it. Me too. I'll make I know you can. Uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Spread a little love. Let's spread a little love, Chad. It is that time, Jared. Uh, I've got two shout-outs today. My first shout-out goes out to all of the people in Italy, Iran. Uh, I think those are the two that are the biggest hit right now um, with new cases of the coronavirus. Hopefully, by the time this episode drops, things have gotten better in all of these countries. Um, sending lots of love to the families affected, the uh, medical workers, everybody involved, uh, and wish everyone a healthy and swift recovery. 
My second shout out though, Jared, this is kind you of betcha. an interesting one. Comes from Hong Kong. Uh, the Hong Kong government today said that they will give uh, 10,000 Hong Kong dollars, which is about uh, 1,280 US dollars, to 7 million permanent residents in a bid to jumpstart a recession-hit economy now compounded by the coronavirus outbreak. Um, Interesting. So they are going to give so you mean for people uh, basically $1,200, $1,300. Everyone? I think the, the 7 million permanent residents of Hong Kong. So I'm not sure wow. what the, and I, and I didn't say in the article what the, um, you know, what the parameters were, if you were, how you qualify to be one of those people. Right. Um, but that's, that's not nothing. I mean, no, that's, it's definitely not. And, and it seems like it's fair to say that there is some level of mishandling involved during the coronavirus out beginning of the outbreak when it started in China. It seems like, uh, at least when you were living in China, you would never, you didn't say this, but it seemed like you alluded to the fact that, and I read some of this, that like, you know, maybe it was, they they didn't uh, talk about it soon enough. They didn't take the proper precautions, all that stuff. So it seems like people, some people deserve something is essentially what I'm getting at. Well, well, (laughs) there's a lot of people in mainland then if, if we go by that more than that yeah but, sure but you're obviously. right you're right i'm just saying i'm glad something's happening <laughs> right exactly yeah for sure yeah because i'm not sure you know we don't know yet Th- that's the big thing with this whole vir- the the whole virus is we don't know how long it's going to take we really don't know so um but i do think this is an interesting um measure in hong kong to kind of help this situation so i think it's kind of interesting um so yeah so uh, good on them so shout out to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out. Uh, I didn't. You betcha. I was about to go yes, but that didn't seem appropriate. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get into these untranslatables. Why let's don't do it. we? Mind if I start us off today, Jared? Please, Chad. Please. Alrighty, this one is a language called Kilivila, which is an Austronesian language used in the. Trobriand Islands of Papua New Guinea. And uh, the word... I mean, you didn't have to add that part. We all knew that, but thank you. Of course, right. (laughs) Just for clarity. Um, And the word is Mokita. Um, And so, uh, for example, Jared, maybe maybe we do a joint pod episode. Well, do you have have a guess? Mokita? That's the literal translation? Well... there's no there's no literal translation here, but I can oh, give I got you, you. I got an you. example. So here here is the example. Um, okay. So say say you know we do a joint podcast with Don sometime in the near future, and he has all these fancy new podcasts and bells and whistles, and uh, I say to you, I'd love to find out where um, or how Don got his new pod stuff, but I probably shouldn't ask. It's a mokita. Oh, like a secret? Uh, our, I think the closest English untranslatable um, has to do with a very large animal with a trunk and tusks. Um, obviously, elephant is what you're talking about. But yep. What phrase do we have with elephant, Jared? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. It's I mean, in, I'm going to know when I hear it's it. It's in probably. a place. I have no idea. The elephant in 
Nope. Mm-mm. Really? Elephant in the coal mine? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, that might be a new drop right there. Elephant in the coal mine. Um, elephant in the room. Oh, oh, oh. Elephant oh, in the room. Okay. That's what Elephant that in the room. When I hear elephant in the room, I think like we all know something about someone in the room, but nobody wants to bring it up. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe that was okay. a terrible example, but yeah. The way you made it seem like was like... Like, why wasn't he, like, but why wouldn't he bring up all this? By the way, just so you know, Chad, you and Don are very similar in the sense that uh, <laughs> don't expect any bells and whistles from Don <laughs> just because he's been doing a podcast now. Um, I, I guess I got thrown off because when I heard yours, I thought like, um, I thought like, uh, I don't know, because it's like, why wouldn't he tell us then? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. I understand what you're saying, though. It's like the elephant in the room is like, oh, every, like Don has, we all know Don has just got uh, uh, genital herpes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no one's saying anything, you know? Chad's like, but yeah, I don't know. My first one is Welsh. And it is Dao Gachiad. Obviously, I have no idea how to say that. And that was probably terribly wrong. But it literally means uh, two shits. Two shits. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Two shits. Obviously, I can give you a uh, yeah. Give me a, a clue. clue if you would like, because that could go a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Give me a clue, Jared. Um. So. Uh, you want you want me to also read. A book with you, Vagabonding. Mm-hmm. And I told you, um, if we if we if we meet in person, uh, editing the pod will be two shits. Oh, piece of cake, easy. We also have a. It's a little different than that, but yes, yes. Okay. But it's we also have a. Uh, English untranslatable that is a little bit more fitting that involves a lamb. A la- you might not know this. Is a lamb's- it um, a, a lamb's what? It's a lamb's something? Well, there's more to it than that. What is it? I'm not sure. Two shakes of the lamb's tail. I've never heard that one before. I figured you would. It's, it's kind of weird, but it essentially just means like, you know, in like a, like it takes one sec, you know? Okay. Give me two shakes of a lamb, okay. lamb's tail and I'll get that to you. Speaking of animals, Jared, my next untranslatable is Japanese, and it is Kitsune ni tuma, tuma, Tumameru. I think that's how you say it. Kitsune ni Tumameru, which means tricked by a fox. Kitsune is fox. I do know that. Tricked by a fox? Mm-hmm. Is this like someone just tricked you by like some sneaky... Uh, like slimy, sort of like when, uh, when would you say person. when you would when would you say you've been tricked by a fox, Jared? Maybe if someone stole your identity. Okay. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, that's I'll, not a I'll, I'll, Damn. I'll give it to you. It basically just means something unex when something unexpected or confusing happens. Oh, uh, my next guess was going to be an Anthony Jeselnik joke. <laughs> Where like you always think it's going one way, then at the last minute it just like flips. You know, I was like, oh, okay, did not see that going there. That's terrible. Right. Uh, <laughs> terrible slash hilarious. Uh, we're really keeping on the animal uh, 
theme today because my next one's Dutch and it also involves an animal. In Bruges, un Bruges ap Verhal, a monkey sandwich story. A monkey sandwich story. Think of it like a, a monkey sandwich. That's the kind of sandwich story. Yeah. <laughs> So is this like a story that's not very well put together? Or like when someone just keeps talking and talking and talking? Mm, I can t- Let me tell you a monkey sandwich story. Uh, uh, <laughs> where, <laughs> where it is, the uh, Sasquatch lives in Washington. Where it is, the Sasquatch is known to get very angry if you try to make fun of it. Word is the Sasquatch. When you keep repeating something. No, 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 no. What? What? No, that's just my. That's my. That's me being a bad storyteller. <laughs> no, I'm. I think here. Word is the Loch Ness monster only comes out the third Wednesday of every month. When you talk word about is witches, don't like to be when you talk about talked stuff down that's to. not real. Yeah, what do you call that? Telling a lie. No, it's an urban legend. Oh, an I'm urban I'm telling you legend. urban legends about urban things. Urban legends, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Jared, this next untranslatable could be an urban legend itself. This one is French, and it is L'Appel, L'Appel du Vide, which means... Uh, well, that's called life. Call of the Void. That's the, the name is life or something. Call of the <laughs> no. Void. Oh, that's void. I thought V would be life or something. I got call right. C'est la vie. V is life. C'est la vie. Oh, V. V. Yeah, v. V. Okay. Probably didn't say it right the call either. Call of the void. Call of the void. Does that mean it? Does that mean... <laughs> my initial... See, I'll say it, but this is not good. My initial thought was like, does that mean you're suicidal or something? <laughs> well, buddy, it's interesting you say that. The call of the void... Uh, is or depressed? It's well. It's basically a feel, a feeling you have this instinctive urge to jump off of something high. Have you ever had that urge before, where you're up really high? Oh, all the time. And you, and you're like, I wonder what happened if. Obviously, the answer is I'd probably die. But yeah. Oh, I get that too. Like the call of the void. I don't. When, I, yeah. I I, uh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I don't. Really, I usually I don't think about it for myself. Usually I think, what would happen if one. Right. Would fall off of this. Either way, I think the void's calling you. And I think that leads into very smoothly uh, <laughs> online or in-person classes, Jared. Because I can tell you, <laughs> as an online teacher, sometimes you wow. feel like you are staring into the void. Uh, whether Brilliant. or not the void calls you is another story. But uh, let's talk about online or in-person classes. Mm. And to get us started today, I'm just curious, Jared, have you ever actually taken any online classes before? Yes, I think the answer has to be yes, but mm-hmm. I would say not really if I was really being honest. I've done Duolingo for a bit, uh, okay. um, but I did it not long. I did it while my German was well above that level. Okay. So I, I didn't do it for long only because I'm like, I'm not learning anything. Everything I'm doing right now, I, I, I know like instinctively. You, know? you got those like, very aggressive me. owl emails as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to Harassed unsubscribe like 14 times. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, like it was stuff where it was like asking me how to conjugate haba, and it's like I've known how to do this since like yeah, but the you first know there's month a, I was in Germany. Maybe, maybe yeah. it was a while ago when you took this test, but 
now, there's different levels. Now obviously. you can, yeah, you can test out of certain levels. Yeah. I'd be curious to see. I haven't tried in a long time, to be honest with you. I would love to see where our German levels would be at according to Duolingo. That'd be an interesting thing to look into. Um, do you want to do that for next episode too? Embarrass me, and it'll be perfect because sure. we'll be in uh, we'll be in person, so I get to just embarrass myself. Sure, I'd love to embarrass <laughs> you. That'd be great. Um, All right, do it. So do the. I mean, worst case scenario, even if we forget, we can just do it right before we record, since we're right. in person. Right. But yeah, well, let's let's try to put plan to do that beforehand. Now, when I was thinking of this episode, Jared, I I don't know if. See, that's the other tricky thing is I don't know what I would consider an online class because duolingo i would say is a language learning app i'm not sure if i would call it an online class would you oh interesting so if are you are you saying that for it to be a class it needs to have more of a interactive both two sides interacting i would, I would say so mm-hmm. more would, of a live aspect on the other side right Maybe, but maybe maybe that's an old-fashioned view of teaching, and maybe I shouldn't think that. I w- I'd be interested to see how Duolingo would uh, define themselves. That's a good question. Because I, I feel like they would... I feel like... Well, because they call... I, I feel like they would call their program, like their little things that, that you do, a class, mm-hmm. you know? So, sure. like, if, if, if you're at a certain level... they a lesson. Like, right, a lesson, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. Is, I guess, is the same thing. Uh, learning with Duol... Well, uh, they don't say... Okay, I just was hoping on their site I could just quickly find, like, Duolingo is a blah, 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 blah. Oh, about us. I could do that. Mission. Personalized education. Everyone oh, learns yeah. in different okay. ways for the first... I, I think they see it that way. And I think, at least in my head, Duolingo, Babbel, same kind of thing. I think in my head, they what their statement is, is that this is the new... like like. They're not saying this has to replace teachers or anything, but they, right. I, I feel like they market it as just as good as being in a classroom. Obviously, they kind of have to. There's it's, it's marketing, right. you know. They're gonna, right, but like sure. I feel like that's what I feel like that's sort of what they're trying. Like they believe that. I, I feel like they believe it too. Well, <laughs> like it's, this is, it's, can be a replacement. It's funny you say that, Jared, because I was actually a part of a research group. At Michigan State University for a semester. Interesting. Ooh. Uh, oh shoot, that wasn't for Duolingo. That was for Babbel. But Babbel's Same concept though. Babbel's claim right? was Babbel's claim was that if you studied Spanish for ten minutes a day for ten weeks, you would that would be the equivalent of I think it was like two semesters of college Spanish. So the way that they compare these two things is that they say, okay, what is the proficiency hmm. level? When you finish your second semester of Spanish, right? Your Spanish 102, uh. right? And in theory, you should be at, I believe, a novice mid, maybe a novice high, which would be still like a beginner, but a middle-level beginner or upper-level beginner. When I, I did the study, I took a placement test before uh, I did the Babel study and then obviously after. And my Spanish went from novice low and I bumped up two notches to novice high. So, okay. I and well, I I will say this though, Jared. I think I cheated a little bit. Maybe not cheated, but I was watching <laughs> a lot of telenovelas, narcos. But see, that's additional Spanish outside of using the Babbel website. So there's extra exposure there. Yes, but 
classic improv technique of yes, but. Yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but. I would argue that no matter how you're learning, whether it be in class, online, you'd be a fool not to be incorporating other uh, media in there from outside sources. True. So, like, like even like, yeah, you're maybe if you're trying to get a baseline of a baseline to tell which one is better, you won't be able to really tell because you didn't properly baseline yourself like you're doing right. a science experiment. But I would say, who cares? Because um, w- whether you're learning in the classroom or online, uh, the more you watch and listen to will only help you. Correct. Regardless of how you learn. Correct. And that's that's kind of why I was doing it. And I was really determined. I really wanted to get to novice high. I was like, I want to I wanna see if I can do this in so 10 weeks. I want to get back to what you were saying before, though. You were mm-hmm. saying that 10 weeks, 10 minutes a day for 10 weeks is about the same level of learn. 10 minutes a day for 10 weeks of online learning on Babbel mm-hmm. is equivalent to two, two semesters, semesters of, of college, college Spanish. College Spanish or whatever language. Does that equate to any language? That's the tricky thing. Or is thing. there Spanish more know. refined? Because it's I don't a- know. Exactly. I don't know if you can make those claims. It also really depends on, I think for that study, they were, I think they only allowed native English speakers to take, to take part in the study. Um, so it's probably also has to do with your native language as well. Uh, you know, I mean, English and Spanish do have some similarities. Uh, I don't think it's as much as English and German or English and Dutch, but um, still, there's still a lot of similarities there. Um, now, yeah. I have no problem. My point was, Mm-hmm. At a whole point, I still haven't gotten to it yet. My <laughs> point was that <laughs> I would believe that using the 10 minutes, 10 weeks of online learning, you could definitely be a better speaker oh, for sure. than someone that took two semesters of in-college Spanish. I would wonder, though... I'd agree with that. My question would be, though... Do those people that took the online course have a good, as good of an understanding of the language as the people that took the classroom learning? That's a great question. Because the way we, because we know classroom learning, especially in the U.S., and if any, if if anything, they they teach you grammar and they teach you why sentences are the way they're supposed to be, even if you don't have the vocabulary to put any sentences together. In theory you should have learned why, how to put together a sentence. Now, I feel like if you're learning it through an online thing, the focus is way more on speaking. And so I bet you'd be a better speaker, but do you have that? Well, well it, it, it all depends on the platform itself um, too, though. So for example, like things like Duolingo, I was doing Chinese on Duolingo while I was still in China, but a lot of times I would be doing it while I was like in public and so I didn't want to speak into my phone in public. I just wanted to listen. And I was really doing it so I could read the characters. Um, mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't really say that that improved my speaking a ton. Now, I will say with Babbel, um, there were the, the way that they have it set up, it's similar but different to Duolingo. Um, but you do have to speak uh, a decent amount. Uh, and listen a little bit too. But the nice thing is you do all of that after you've already learned the vocabulary. So I still remember, um, I don't remember all the vocab, but I still remember the process. The process right. was matching pictures and stuff like that first, then reading sentences and matching the picture and the word in the sentence, so like a fill in the blank. 
And we kind of went on and on like this until it got to the point where it was having us speak sentences and listen to sentences. Um, okay. But yeah, depend depends on the goal of the class. Um, do you think you, knowing yourself, Jared, if you were to take an online class, say you had more free time, you had a podcast partner who was uh, way more motivated than I am or just better in, in general. Um, it's not even a motivation a thing. I respect you know what you want to do and you do that. And if you don't want to do it, then you don't do it. I wish I was better at saying no than you. I'm uh, uh, better at saying no. So It's taking some time. I didn't always, it wasn't always like this. Let me tell you, it's taking some time. But uh, do you think that you would uh, thrive uh, in an online class, Jared, or uh, or mm. take a little nosedive? I think I would, I think I would stay consistent. I don't think I, like, like if I were learning a language that, for example, if I was working on German, I don't think I'd get better. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd get worse. I think it would be, I like, but it would be a good for me to, to stay where I'm at. So like, say when I first got back from Austria, if I had kept doing it, I feel like it would be hard for me to see any noticeable difference, especially since after Austria, I was already at a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I definitely think it would help me keep, keep that level. The thing is though, I'm not, I feel like I'm not a good, I, I'm not good at staying focused, uh, 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 if without something forcing me to stay focused. So like it, it would be easy for me to find excuses to not do it if I if I was doing it online. Now maybe I'd be more motivated if I needed to do it like like you you're starting a job in this country and and you know like you you're going to Korea soon. So like uh <laughs> you <laughs> So like if I were in your position, uh I would be like, "All right, I'm a little more motivated to learn this. I'll tr- I'll do it." But that's like a six-month thing. That's because I know I'm going somewhere. If I just want to learn right. Spanish, for example, like I said, I wanted to, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Right. I think I would need the. I, I think I would need the the um, the uh, the commitment of going somewhere or to someone or knowing someone's coming to me or something right. like that. Now, maybe what help? I looked through a list of some of the best language learning apps and software online. And I, it gave me an idea of when I was looking through it. And I didn't even cross my mind until I pulled up, pulled up this list earlier. Was that maybe if I was investing in an in app or website or something that I paid for, mm-hmm. it might help a little bit. Maybe just having some sort of something, some, some sort of in, incentive, right. some sort of R- negative yeah. incentive to get me to do it might I, help. I want to say, Jared, I think that's a great idea. But... If you look at how many people have a gym membership and never go to yeah. the gym, you know, I, I agree with you. And I think you you would probably be able to hunker down and stay disciplined and do it. But I think there are a lot of people that wouldn't. Um, I think the, the you, big you difference, You do make a good though, point, though, because none of these things, none of these apps, even though there are a bunch of paid for, none of them are terribly expensive, you know? No, so it'd be very easy bad. for that to get lost in your, right. oh, all just your automated or payments yeah. or so, whatever right. you have, yeah. True. Worry about sales. Sorry, uh, you're good. Uh, I think the big separation between online and in-person classes is the idea of community, because mm. when you're there's just this different vibe when you're in a room with a bunch of other people. You get to know your classmates. You have fun um, in an ideal uh, class where the teacher is a good teacher. 
Um, whereas online classes, you know, it can feel kind of isolating. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, it's you weird may- talking into a screen too. Yep. Yep. Very and, unnatural. And I will tell you, Jared, I me- I meant to mention this when we first started talking about the main segment. But the whole reason why this came to mind is I have been applying like a madman to all sorts of different online English teaching uh, companies to find some work until uh, September mm-hmm. uh, when I hopefully end up going to... Uh, to Singapore. To, to Laos. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so um, anyways, the whole thing I've been thinking about though is like what, what is the main difference between uh, an in-person class and an online class? And I think that an online class you have to have a bit more self-control and self-discipline. I could be wrong about this, but at least when I, I think do. of myself as a student, it's I think I'm the same as you. If I have a place to go, I'm going to go there. I'm probably going to enjoy it. If I have to go mm-hmm. to an online class where I'm already at home, when I can play one of my guitars or turn on my PlayStation or you know do something else, I may do that. You know, um, dude, I can't tell you how many times when I was in philly taking piano lessons i would be i would go straight from work to piano lessons on wednesdays Mm -hmm. and i'd just be at work just like i gotta go to piano lessons after this i just want to go home and i'd be driving there like this is so dumb and -hmm. then whether it was a good lesson or not because i had plenty lessons where i left like that was didn't go well plenty lessons Mm -hmm. i left where i was like oh i felt like i did it you know either way that's a great feeling isn't it i left I left feeling like uh, like that. I'm glad that happened, you know. Like that right. was always the feeling, even if I was like that wasn't great. I but I still felt like no, that needed to happen. That's it's like working right. out, you know. Even if you, you, you like you know after you like you dread go doing it up until you do it. Right, and I think the thing with online classes is that people need to see the same kind of value in online classes as they do in person classes, um, mm. because this is still a fairly new way to learn and to teach i think it's going to take a while until people really see the benefit and potential um for online learning um but i think it is different and i think that we need to i don't think online learning will ever completely replace in-person classes um even if there's good internet connection all over the world i still think Mm -hmm. there's something to gain from going somewhere shaking people's hands uh, maybe right now with the coronavirus spreading, maybe you want to give them a fist bump instead. Um, but either way, uh, I think it's really important to get a mixture of both uh, and see what works for you. So, Chad, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I have two things I want to do here. First, I want to go through uh, a list of s- some of the top language learning apps that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And just know if you've just tell you a little bit about them, ask if you've heard of them. But then I have a very something specific question I want to ask you, which I will not forget. Don't you worry. Okay, have you, you heard of not. Hum- <laughs> have you heard of the Humble Bundle? Nope. Uh, if you're a traveler on a budget, then this Humble Bundle is for you. Here's how it works. You just name your own price that's higher than the suggested retail price. If a language or a guidebook asks for $1 or more, you can just pay, uh, ask for $1 or more, excuse me. You can just pay $1 for the item. Humble, Humble Bundle has packages for international travel, including Spanish language learning, subscription, 
uh, three month access and French language learning uh, subscription, one year access. While it also offers full color guidebooks from Lonely Planet, so you know all the ins and outs of traveling to a city like Barcelona, Beijing, Rome, and more. There are multiple packages available starting as low as $1, but not exceeding $25 for more languages, uh, longer access to subscriptions and countries. Well, the, so, uh, so this is essentially, I mean, it sounds like a great idea. The good things is it's very cheap. It's great for travelers. It gives you, uh, because it gives you the language and it also gives mm-hmm. you guidebooks to these, you know, languages and places that you're going. Right. And, um, the bad news is it's, uh, it's not really great for unpopular languages. It's really mostly for Spanish, French, German, Italian, English, Chinese, Japanese, Korean. Really, you know, you could say the most popular languages in the world. Right. Sure. Um, not including Russian, I guess. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> because that's where you're going. We all know. Duolingo is one of the most popular language learning apps, of course. We've talked yep. about Duolingo. I don't, we don't really need to go more I, than that. The I, good love, thing about- I love Duolingo. Even the passive-aggressive bird once in a while, the owl. The good thing about Duolingo is that it uh, it's very popular. It works on a, a bunch of different platforms. It has a lot mm-hmm. of languages because of how big it yep. is. Problem is Tons it's ad-supported. Yep. Uh, but the thing about it being ad-supported is it's also free. True. Um, Babbel can be free, but then there are also uh, subscription services, three-month subscriptions, say this. six... I will say this. I think Babbel is worth a subscription. We are not in any way sponsored or affiliated by Babbel, uh, but Babbel, let us know if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> it is but uh, but uh, yes. I thought they were great. Uh, I really loved Babbel, and uh, I wonder if Babbel, if they have... I'll have to look after the pod if they have and, the new language I'm hoping to learn. And here's the thing. If anyone is serious about learning a language, not just, you know, some people are interested in learning a language and serious about it. Mm-hmm. Some people are serious about it because they might be moving to a new country in mm-hmm. however many months. Right. And um, if you're that kind of serious for it, or not, but like, especially if you're that kind of serious for it, where it's like, no, I need this in a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, invest the money. Don't just yep. go for the f- cheap free yep. version. Invest the money, especially since you're most likely only going to be using it for the months leading up to it and maybe like the first month or two you get there. Maybe once you get to the place, there are way better options than sticking to an online thing, you know? Right. Have you heard of Udemy, Udemy? I have. Mm-hmm. How do you say that? Udemy or Udemy? Udemy? Do you know which one? I think. Udemy. Uh, so it's eleven ninety nine, and it's on iOS and Android. And it offers a very wide range of topics and languages and instructors, apparently, which uh, mm-hmm. we'll get to in a sec. Uh, but it's expensive. It's eleven ninety nine per month, I believe. Uh, oh no, it's a, yeah eleven. Oh no, eleven ninety nine per year. It's weird that they consider that expensive, but it can go all the way up to one hundred ninety nine per year, so it can get very expensive. And there are some other ones. Rosetta Stone is a very popular one, also paid for. Seem it's very big in the game. Uh, I think Rosetta Stone was one of the first big ones. Well, according to Mashable, the site I'm looking at, they call it the gold standard of uh, of online language learning. So it really is. I remember my dad, you know, forget the gold standard of online language learning. I remember when we moved to Germany, my dad had like a 12-pack CD that he kept in the backseat of his car. 
and he had a, like an hour drive to and from work and he would just play that cd in the car <laughs> so nice. like even before they were doing online like yeah they are definitely the gold standard in the sense that they've been around for before you know the internet um and they have a long long list of languages so you know any language that has you know any sort of re- popularity is going to be on that list you know any sort right. of big national language is going to be on that list mm-hmm. so we talked a lot uh, we talked a lot about um websites like babel and duolingo where you're interacting essentially with a computer the computer is 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 it's a it's software that you're essentially playing a game mm-hmm. a language learning game and you're not communicating with anyone it's just you put in the wrong answer it tells you you put in the wrong answer you put in the right answer it says yes right answer right but there's is another level to online learning one that does involve interacting with a real human person right um is there not a way where through skype or through like some sort of like something like that where you can like what about the the uh vip kid uh okay so yes um it's just it's different i've taught some online i was an online german teacher for a while i know it's different that's why i'm asking you about it because i know nothing about it right it's it's well it's i think the thing that just makes it different is that you're just beh- the fact that you're behind this screen it just adds a whole different kind of atmosphere to it it's really fascinating how mm-hmm. uh, you know like people are and Jared could definitely call me out on this especially uh, back in the early days of our podcast where um, you know if you're on the screen talking to someone it's easy to get distracted or lose focus whereas there's something in the early days what you- <laughs> <laughs> about two or three episodes ago <laughs> anyways i'm not <laughs> um, anyways there's just a different uh no a different i know exactly what you're talking kind of barrier i think with online teaching and there just isn't right. the kind of community that you have um you can't do the when, same things when we're in person recording a- an episode together it's it's almost unthinkable for one of us to just start p- pick up our phone you know like right it wouldn't it just wouldn't happen right. uh but it's so easy to do this here where there's sort of this shield uh protection right thing. and that's part of like, that's what's part jared of the, gonna do is he gonna drive to my house and take my phone you know what's he gonna I do i mean now that you're back in michigan don't put it past me <laughs> <laughs> you do know where i live that's true that is true i could be there in 45 minutes um but uh, so you've done that before on the mm-hmm. teaching side? Yes. Yeah, I've so I've in terms of online classes, I asked you this in the beginning, but I never answered myself, uh, is that I, I've never really taken online classes, but I have taken like online, you know, trainings and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would prefer taking an online class over like a training just because the online classes that I used to teach, the students would write to each other. And some of them would even, if they were living on campus at the time, they would even meet up occasionally and do work together. Um, Right. Mm. And I have to say, being an online teacher, you have to try to develop a sense of community. So they're still classmates, though, so that helps. Yes, yes. And I think that's a big thing. Because one-on-one would be, I guess, even more removed than what you're doing. Yes and no. I think because they have no one to talk to is what I'm saying. Outside of you, like they have no one to meet with after and talk about it. Right. Unless that is the deal you have with your tutor and 2D. 
is that you you talk regularly, you communicate frequently. Mm. Um, it all depends, you know. Um, I when I was a I was doing some English lessons online for for a company, and um, and I would I would message and email the guy that I was tutoring pretty often. Um, you know, because I also knew that I was one of the few people he was able to communicate with in English. Um, you know, I didn't get paid extra for that. It wasn't in my contract to do that, but he was a nice guy and he asked interesting questions. And so, you know, we mm-hmm. had a little email dialogue going on and then would also talk during our tutoring sessions. Um, so it really depends and varies. Uh, there's a lot of different platforms out there too, where like one of them that I've recently applied to is called Cambly. And Cambly is basically more more of an informal, you just chat with people for an hour. Um, mm. And so, but I think that's also a good way you can learn. Um, have you I, considered chat roulette? <laughs> I, I have not. Uh, I have not. Um, <laughs> okay. For various it's a great reasons. Way to chat with people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I love that. that uh, might, South might see Park, some unsavory uh, things, roulette. but yeah. Oh, that's a good episode. <laughs> that is a funny one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, anyways, um, I think. I think online classes are great if you have a very kind of rigid schedule and it's hard to make in-person classes. I think I can tell you from a teaching standpoint and a student standpoint, one of the best or sometimes maybe worst, you could say, uh, situations is the fact that you are in the comfort of your own home. So, so you yeah. know, you can be wearing your hoodie and your pajama pants getting all comfy. But for me, I will tell you, Jared, I would not feel like I was learning. I know that may sound stupid and far-fetched, but if I was I in my like that. pajamas, like sitting in a class, I feel like I wouldn't be able to concentrate. Like I'd have to put on some like normal clothes that I would wear going to an in-person class, but maybe I'm just weird. No, I understand that. I have some final, just quick pros and cons of, of Perfect. both. Um, technology can be annoying to deal with and what i mean is there mm-hmm. are certain there are certain uh, uh uh software apps whatever where you can um talk to it that's not perfect and that can right. be annoying so if you're trying True. to it, and also with that you can't fully handle the accent part of it mm-hmm. however People can be annoying too, and just because you're, and there's a, also That's the so chance true. that you might not even like your teacher, which can make learning very difficult. I've been in situations as a student where I, I my learning has suffered not because the teacher was bad, but because I, the teacher and I didn't get along. Honestly, it had mm-hmm. nothing to do with whether the teacher was good or not. It was had way more to do with my relationship with the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would say there's, you know, there, there's a pro and a con on both sides of, of, you know, of, of, you know, of that. Also, I'll say this with, um, with the online learning, it's easier to incorporate the multimedia aspects. So it's easier to throw in a video. It's easier to have someone listen to, uh, some audio clip or something like yep, that rather than having to, mm-hmm. you know, either have it pull up your computer in a class or have it already recorded or saved somewhere and then pull that open that have speakers. So I'd say it's easier to have different sort of ways of learning incorporated into your mm-hmm. learning online. I'd uh, agree. So there's just a few that just came to my head uh, when I was thinking about this before we started. So, um, you know, I, I think 
it's really more comes down to just know know your know thyself, know sure. how you learn, and if you're going to um, if 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 you're serious about learning, whether it's because you need it for an actual impending move or whatever, or if you mm-hmm. just really want to learn something then actually make the investment because none of these online lang- language learning apps are uh, that expensive. And one, paying for it means that the product's probably going to be a little better. And True. two, paying for it means for. that... Two, paying for it means you have a just a little bit more incentive to show up and actually yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Another big pro of online learning, Jared, is the fact that... Well, you could look at it as a pro or a con, I guess, again, but the fact that it's asynchronous, you can kind of do things at your own pace. You can Mm -hmm. watch videos over and over again if you need to, um, you know, things like this. Um, So, and my German cuckoo (laughs) clock agrees with me as well. I can't believe we're still dealing with this clock. Um, I find it (laughs) hilarious. It's actually closer to being on time. Still not on time, though. Nope, still not on time. <laughs> well, before early. it used to be like 40-something that it would, re- yep. that it would go yep. off. <laughs> Fun fact, though, Jared, this cuckoo clock has had the same battery since my parents bought it in Germany in 2006. So the so fact 14 that years. It, so the fact that it does a terrible job at keeping time is not surprising, but the fact that it's even still going is... It's pretty yeah, impressive. Shocking. Pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but anyways, back to online classes. I think if you are an introvert, I think online classes can also be a really good thing for you. Um, if you are a very social person and you need that social face-to-face in-person, in-person interaction, I would say that uh, online classes might leave you a little disappointed and feeling like, uh, I don't know, I think for some people, I think they think that in order for them to learn, they need to... Um, work with other people, which I think is very true in a lot of ways. It doesn't so if hurt. you're looking for that, um, you may not be able to necessarily find that with online classes, depending on the type of class. Um, but yeah, but if you're curious more about online teaching, what it's like, maybe we could do another episode later on at some point, Jared, what it's like to be a teacher, teaching online classes a bit more in depth. Um, yeah. Because I think today we've only scratched the surface. Sure, um, sure. Speaking of uh, scratching the surface, though, Jared, you know, uh, as an English speaker and a German speaker, I get bits and pieces of Dutch, and we have a Dutch <laughs> song today. Uh, I think the artist is Mon. I think we know what, this mm-hmm. t- what the title of the song is <laughs> uh, without looking so, it up. Right. So, so the, the artist's name is, is Mon, M A A N, is a uh, woman, a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the title is Vergeet Je Niet. I probably said that wrong, but. Mm-hmm, uh, probably. And yeah, what do you think it means? Niet is how I is how I'd say it. Right. I don't know. The niet sounded kind of Russian when I said it. It did. Yeah. Mine did My too, guess, a bit. as an English and kind of German speaker, would be that mm-hmm. that means forget me not, or forget I, I, I not is how I, I would, would actually. I would, I would. I would agree with that one. I would agree with that. Yeah. Is that's how, and I imagine that that probably is what it means. Right. Uh, she has a very. Uh, I don't know who Kelly Clarkson maybe or Jennifer oh, yeah. Hudson. Okay. That's sort of like she has a very like pop singer sound to her. Not pop like sexy frau that not previous pop, song of the pop. Like she's a singer. Yeah. She sounds like she has actual talent. Oh yeah, she's and got, she's, she's, and got she's some not pipes. relying on pop and and computers Auto-tune. and asses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right right like she's actually a singer clearly and but yeah but it she does sounds sound like she's very talented like a pop singer yeah um Definitely. i'll say this 
How do you mm-hmm. feel about Dutch being used as the or Dutch as a being used? She's just talking. How do you feel like Dutch as a as a language for a, a love song or a sad song? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Jared, uh, and I hope I don't offend our listeners in the Netherlands here by saying this. But the first two times I listened to it, I chuckled a little bit just because of the sound <laughs> in Dutch. Vergeet, um, you know, it's yeah. I don't know, but after listening to it and kind of getting over my initial bias of Dutch, uh, I think it sounds nice. Uh, well, it's funny you say that because that's exactly why I asked you. Because the exact same thing sort of took me out of it a little bit. Was the like every time I heard it, I was like, I was like, I can't Clute, like, yeah. It's so hard to not take it seriously, but it's so hard to like, right. like it kind of takes me out of the moment a little bit hearing a it. little bit, yeah. And right. I was, I was almost a little surprised to say, I thought, I, I thought I would just fully be on here being like, I don't really like how the Dutch language sounds for this song, right. and you'd be like, oh, what are you talking about? I thought you just like automatically be like, I'm wrong. It sounds nice because that's usually how it goes whenever right. I insult anything. <laughs> right. True. That's but true. But I'm glad Jared. that you understand where I'm coming from at least, and, oh, and, you, and you had the same thought because it did, 100%. it did, it does definitely. And she and here's the deal. She's a great singer. It has nothing to do with her singing abilities. It's just the accent and what the act and what and how the Dutch language sound. It's the pronunciation. Take me. Yes, the pronunciation. Not the accent. The pronunciation does take me out of it at times a little bit. Right. And this one's kind of slower. Apparently, it's mm-hmm. a breakup song. I uh, got some like I'm really dramatic sense. drums. Don't um, forget me. Yeah, exactly. But it's an interesting song, and I don't know if we featured any songs in Dutch on the pod, have we? This might be our first Dutch one. Mm, that's a bold statement, but you might be right. But that's a that's a that's that's a big statement. I mean, when Amadens was on, we probably had she didn't she recommend a song. I'm I'm not sure. It's been a while. <laughs> Listen, it's been a while. you guys are. I, we don't. We once the this turns off, we've forgotten everything we've said. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. We there get a lot out, of podcasts happening. And, there, we can't. We can't it. dwell on that's the past. <laughs> that is true. I do though. So I've been thinking about my travels coming up recently, mm-hmm. and I'm not dwelling on the past, but I am dwelling on the future, and mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that Italy might not be in the cards for me. Uh, in the coming months for my European trip. My boss keeps on talking to me, asking me, talking to me like, doesn't look like Europe is going to be in the cards. I keep telling him mm-hmm. to shut up. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't take this away from me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I do know, if anything, so no Italian word or phrase today because I don't think I'm mm-hmm. going there. But I do know I'm going to Paris because that's where my plane lands. And mm-hmm. regardless of where else we go, we do plan on spending at least a couple, a day or two in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, at least on our way back, just to make our flight back easier. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought, let me think of some French phrases that might come in handy. And I thought of one. Oh, perfect. Recommanderez-vous un vin rouge, s'il vous plaît? Could you recommend something, please? Uh, yeah, a vin rouge. Oh, now, you know what rouge could, means? What, yeah, what what red wine can you recommend? There you go. There you okay. go. Okay, nice. Please recommend a red wine. <laughs> there we go. That's a solid one. Figured that would come in handy. I decided to do a, a little cop out today, Jared, and uh, I'm going to give a German word of the pod. Uh, hey, it is Chad. A foreign... Yeah. Listen, I understand that. Um, 
I need you. This is what I need you to do. Uh huh. I need you to figure out. Stop promising that you might have a word of the pod next episode based off of where mm-hmm. you're going. Figure out when you're going or when you can tell us. Then bring the word of the pod. Don't well, promise a, multiple times. Oh, whoa. Hold. You, well, go ahead. I have a, a German word today. I'm still no, going to bring saying, foreign. Yeah. Last episode, you said that next episode you'd uh, have I'm a, still uh, waiting. I'm still playing know, the waiting game. I'm, so I'm we'll saying, d- stop getting my hopes up. <laughs> Hopefully, your hopes and my hopes will be able to reveal the place in the language very soon. But okay. for today's episode, I got a German word. I uh, took Please. the easy route. The word I chose today is big fame, which means what, Jared? Comfortable. Which I think is a big pro of online classes is the fact Mm. that you can be comfy at your own home. Whether or not that's a uh, productive place for you to work, that's, you know, for you to decide on your own. Uh, But I think online classes can offer a lot of flexibility and being comfortable. That literally is my problem with not only online learning, but even... On the rare occasions that I work from home, the mm-hmm. the problem is that I'm too comfortable, you know, or <laughs> it's right. like I, I, I need to focus and it's hard when I'm in such a comfortable setting in my comfortable clothes without right. colleagues around me. I get mm-hmm. too comfortable a lot of times. Right. And next thing you know, I'm pulling up Twitter or I'm eating way more than I ever would if I were at work or, you right. know, it's like I just... You just find yourself, you know, I'm, next thing I know, I'm cleaning. I never clean. Or, t- or uh, taking ever. a nap. You know, yeah, there's <laughs> oh, lots, of, lots oh, of things. Oh, dude. Yeah. At my last job, I used to take a lot of naps when I was, <laughs> quote unquote, working from home. And I, I, oh, I, I felt, uh, but I'll, I, I can only say, I'll say that because, you know, what's interesting is what changed is when the Harry Potter, uh, when the uh, Harry Potter studios came around. Mm-hmm. And when even when I just moved to that place, having a specific office cha- changed all changed that completely. Oh, for sure. So like when I moved to my newer place, I never that never happened because I had a specific room that I kind of called my quote unquote office, whether it right. was a bedroom that I didn't use or my Harry Potter closet at my old place. Sure, it's like oh no, now I'm in this working place, so I just work here. I, there's nothing else to do here. That yeah, helps. it makes having it makes a, place a big difference. That you, that's not don't work in your bedroom. Right. Absolutely. What are some other things to recap today's episode, Jared, about online classes or in-person classes that you that you can think of? I'd say uh, definitely, no matter whether you're learning online or in person, the the way to get the best results is to actually be motivated and want it. We always say that, but I think True. it's worth mentioning. True. Uh, it's worth investing money into uh, a program. If you're serious about learning, for sure. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it online, learn at your own speed, which not only means slowing down, but I think more importantly for like Speeding me, for example, up. with that German, being able to speed up yep. and and get past what and, and and get past the stuff that's not useful, and um, I don't know. Stay hydrated. <laughs> of course, that's always the number one key for sure, Jared. The last thing I would mention too is you that betcha. if you're looking for more of that traditional classroom community, right now, at least in my experience, we can't really truly replace an in-person class. So if you're really looking forward mm-hmm. to that, then maybe online classes aren't right for you. But I think it's definitely worth a try. Uh, you know, you never know if you'll like it or not, if you don't give it a try and maybe you really love the flexibility 
being able to do your homework and your lessons in your pajamas if you got some comfy pajamas. Um, so <laughs> I keep that in mind. Recently. That, that could really change my... Ooh, that's a game changer. Online language learning My game. <laughs> awesome robe is still back in China. Well, you might get that back one day. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But yeah. Anyways, keep that in mind for online versus in-person classes. And if you have more questions about online learning or uh, or online teaching, please let us know at untranslatablepodcast uh, at gmail.com. You betcha. Uh, we're happy to uh, answer your questions. Get at us on Twitter, sliding to the DMs, untranslatable1, the number one. Uh, and there you can check out Jared's uh, intellect, wit, and humor as well. Yeah. If you want to hear some amazing Dutch uh, pop music, check out our Song of the Pod playlist on YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast. And lastly, please, uh, please five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let My us know how we stop. can make this podcast better for you. So we thank you so much for your support. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, which is gracias, and shisha. <laughs>